Okay, uh, another edition here of WeatherWise about to get started. Uh, the podcast here from the meteorologist at WMDT. I'm Chief Meteorologist Rich Wardzik here with meteorologist Jake Grant. We are recording this on a Tuesday morning here. Uh, what is the date here? This is the 8th. Yep. We had a crazy afternoon and evening of severe weather on the 7th, Monday evening. So we're going to be recapping that here mainly in this podcast. We'll also check in with the tropics here in just a bit, see if there's anything brewing out there. But um, Jake, man, it was um, it was an expected event. Mm. Um, the whole mid-Atlantic region was under the gun for uh, what was one of the more significant severe weather risks that uh, we've seen in several years. Mm. Um, you know, for some areas, it played out exactly how the forecast expected some areas didn't get hit that hard but that's the nature of thunderstorms northern maryland northeastern maryland northern delaware the philadelphia metro area hammered by straight line winds they're even sending out some storm surveys i know to check out what's going on in northern delaware from some of the storms so um potential for tornadic activity we had here locally in delmarva with those storms as they propagated over us and i know this probably woke you up um, (laughs) we had a ton of lightning torrential rain it's so much rain prompting a flash flood emergency and that's where we're going to start here out of uh, the cambridge area yesterday evening now to get everybody up to speed usually when there's flash flooding it's flash flood warning there's an upper tier or top tier of warnings that you can get in the national weather service two of the worst warnings as i say either a flash flood emergency or a tornado emergency and that's typically when these events are not only ongoing but they are already posing an uh, imminent life-threatening situation to a mass population or uh, a concentrated population. So we had downtown Cambridge that was inundated with water. Several roads were closed, and then we uh, started getting reports that, you know, Dorchester Emergency Services, Dorchester County, trying to get to flooded homes, and those uh, workers that were trying to get through, the EMS respondents, you know, they're going through waist-deep water trying to get to these flooded homes. There are cars that were stalled out. They had multiple water rescues. Crazy, um, thankfully, uh, an event that didn't last very long. Um, Although I'm still seeing some pictures of high water out of Cambridge, it is a lot better. But uh, naming some of these areas here that got hit, um, and I know some people in town sending us these uh, pictures here, but like Peach Blossom Drive was one area that I saw Mm. that was completely flooded over. Even after the rain stopped for a few hours, the entire road was covered. And you could see that the water was coming into everybody's first floor. So it was, it was nuts. And then as those storms moved out of Cambridge, they worked their way, worked their way into Wicomico County. And we saw a few supercell thunderstorms come across Wicomico, Somerset, and Worcester counties, prompting a few tornado warnings. And I know that, uh, Jake, you go to bed uh, at a decent time, right? Because yeah. you need to get up at, what, 2 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. I think these storms probably kept you up most of the evening. Yeah, I was up most of the evening. And funny enough, I can sleep through my alarms, but can't sleep through the phone alert that a tornado warning was issued. And I woke up thinking it was my alarm and, you know, didn't think anything of it. Half asleep, I look and it says tornado warning. I was like, well, at least my forecast came true. Uh, but uh, yeah. at least that it happened. But uh, luckily it did not drop that we know of at the time. I don't think it dropped. We would have heard by now if there was something, just mostly the straight line winds. Uh, I think there was a couple storm reports. We got up to 55 in some spots or uh, just south of Salisbury, sort of where that track of that rotation was that you were live for for quite a while. Um, so yeah, it was a very interesting storm and in the fact that we really were the main ones who saw a lot of rotation later in the evening even without any of that daytime heating. We, it, heat, uh, it 
got so hot during the day, we had a ton of untapped energy, and you could see all that energy as well when it comes across the bay. And the, again, we've seen those inundated radar uh, scans where the lightning is just covering. You can't even see the storm. And when it goes over the bay, that's a good indication of the strength and just how much energy there is available when you're having lightning strikes hundreds per second yeah and we were we were standing outside of the studios last night watching the one storm the one supercell that eventually became tornado warned i believe uh, move into the salisbury area and you could see that was not only the lightning every second but the thunder you could hear there was no end to the sound of thunder it was just boom 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 and um you know when you're dealing with a storm like that as you said there's an incredible amount of just energy in the atmosphere and uh, not only with the electricity but also the storms that we were seeing, it was a perfect setup for supercellular thunderstorms. Typically, we see a line of storms come through with straight line winds. In this case, it was a kind of a broken line of individual storms that were rotating. We mm. call those supercells. And uh, we had winds out of the south that were bringing in wet tropical air. You could feel it in the air. But yeah, then you go almost several thousand, 80, 80 degree 80 dew degree points. Point. So. Right. I mean, that's nuts. I mean, we had that, though, this last heat mm. wave. So that quickly, we went back into that environment. And then several thousand feet up, the jet stream helping to bring in cooler and much drier yep. air aloft. And you're thinking dry. Well, what does, how does that help with storms? Well, it helps with the upward motion of the air, which allows the storms to grow in height. They become stronger. But that change in wind speed and direction with height, that gives you that spin in the air. And we had that yesterday across the air. That's why we saw so many of these storms take on the rotation. The only problem when I was live on air was... That rotation would last for a little bit, then it would stop, and then mm-hmm. it would move to maybe another part of the storm, and then it would stop. And it was tough to really pinpoint where there would be that potential tornado dropping. And, um, you know, it was um, warranted that we had the tornado warning, certainly. But thankfully, the, the rotations with these storms did not tighten up to the point where it looked like they were going to drop an actual tornado. So happy to be able to say that. But it was just a little nerve-wracking that the storms moving across Salisbury, Ocean City. I heard from a lot of people out at the beach, um, one after another coming through with that threat for a tornado. We were under a tornado watch until about midnight for the eastern shore. Mm. Um, and then the cold front finally came through, and we had the two big problems here in Delmarva put to an end uh, by the time we passed midnight. Uh, that flash flood emergency in Cambridge and the tornado warnings uh, out of Salisbury over to the Ocean City area. So. Um, two major areas of concern. I would say that the Cambridge probably uh, takes the uh, the top spot as far as the severe weather reports, right, with the flash flooding that prompted that flash flood emergency. You were showing just some pictures, I know, during the uh, morning show or just some rainfall totals. Mm-hmm. What we were looking at, like three to four inches of rain in a very short hours, period of time. Yeah. Two hours, right. Um, and like you said, that sell over Cambridge, part of the reason they had the issues, I think that number's a little undershot. It might be closer to four in some areas. Right. Um, and that was, it kind of stalled out there for a little bit and it reorganized itself. And because like you said, I was wa- rewatching what you were uh, saying and it kind of just parked itself for a little bit. And even like that extra 30 minutes can drop an inch of rain just like that. And luckily, we didn't have a lot of that bowing that was more to the north with the wind. So we only got the 55, only 55, <laughs> um, compared to the 80s up around Philadelphia and northern Delaware. But when the, par- when the storms stall out like that, we get a lot of rain. And we had precipitable water values, it, you know, one to two inches of precipitable water in the atmosphere. That's just the accessible moisture for a storm to really drop its uh, 
moisture content. So when you have something like that in the atmosphere and it's a deep moist layer of air, it's going to be able to drop a lot of rain really quickly, especially when you're heating things up and the water is wanting to escape the atmosphere. And uh, not to go too far ahead, uh, but looking like Thursday, we might be having another flooding event. Uh, it is it a be surprising. It is a wild look right now so far with those um, the radar or the future cast so far. So we aren't out of the woods yet, especially for Cambridge. They could be dealing with some more flooding again, especially with all the saturation, not just in Cambridge, but in Wacomico, uh, Somerset, parts of Sussex, uh, and Worcester as well, because that band that moved through kind of dropped that one, two inches. That isn't going to absorb by the time we get to Thursday. So it'll be interesting to see. I, I, they were under that aerial flood warning this morning uh, due to the fact the high tide was about one last night as well. So that didn't help the that fact. That did not help no, um, at right. all, especially with the stronger, uh, the bigger moon that we've been having so you bring uh, up a really good yeah. point about um the saturated ground and i you know i saw this in downtown salisbury when i was leaving yesterday evening after all the storms i left the station at about twelve thirty, and uh, we were rain free for a good period of time at that point and even outside walking through some of the ro- the, the streets here in downtown toward the parking garage area and some of those spots there was still a lot mm-hmm. of water running down the sides of the roads, trying to get into the drainage areas that, that were still pooling up around those spots. And this is significantly after, a significant time after the storms had, had moved out. Um, and, you know, you said the one to two inches real quick. We already have a saturated ground. You had that going on. And it took that long for the water to move out of downtown Salisbury, where we didn't get hit nearly as hard as Cambridge. Mm-hmm. So um, that's important. As mentioned, we go to Thursday. That's not a lot of time. Just a few days. It may seem dry, but it takes a while for that water to really move out in Delmarva and truly move out of the aquifer system and kind of balance out, if you will. And we're not, it's clearly not enough time for that. So it's amazing how things do change. I mean, we're getting into late spring, early summer. We're coming out of drought conditions, and now Mm. we're, I think, safely on the other side of that. Well, not safely, but uh, on the extreme end of that now. Now we're into saturation period. So, just a mess. This time of the year, uh, not uncommon to get slow-moving storms or storms that are overloaded. Like you said, with the precipitation, precipitable water, we see those values up near two. If you're a weather enthusiast at home, that's a lot of moisture in the air, mm. um, and that translates into tropical-type rains. And that's what we're seeing, typical for August. But we also look to see for actual tropical storms to bring us yeah. some activity too. And so far, so good. But we're going into <laughs> August here, and that is set to change. But right now, what are you looking at here? Yeah, uh, with the future cast or the uh, hur- hurricane stuff, uh, mm-hmm. which one? Oh, I'm sorry, with the hurricane okay. stuff. Yeah, uh, right I, I'm now, already transitioning right over to now, that because no, I'm no, thinking no, of these tropical good. downpours. So. <laughs> right now, nothing, which is, you know, we've kind of hinted we think that's going to change um, with the tropics, especially me and you personally believe, I believe the Hurricane Center is going to be releasing a new updated outlook soon. And the rumblings I've read on Twitter kind of, granted it's Twitter or X or whatever it is now. Uh, (laughs) Whatever I call Twitter, I'm sorry, Elon. (laughs) Um, But basically uh, it's looking like even though we are in El Nino, which means it should be a weaker, uh, just with how warm the water's been, how strong our winds are from the south have been as well uh there is going to be the chance for some more significant uh storms i wouldn't be shocked for us to really get into a pattern where we're having 
to deal with one a week uh, into September. Just the waters are too warm. And even I've, I've been fooling around with some stuff as well. There's a swath of warmer water right off the coast of the Carolinas, right where our track would be up northward of deep layer or deep 80 degree plus water. And that deep warm water is a good indication for formation of sustaining the formation of hurricanes and just with how it's basically bath water it's going to be that's a good way yeah, to describe it's, it bath water. it's worse than bath water 90 <laughs> degrees in miami it's a little so, too hot yeah and like with that water that hot too it evaporates even better so more precipitable water again you can get these tropical downpours um really i i think we're going to be having a pretty active september if i had to bet um yeah i'm with you on that yeah. I, I totally um agree your analysis there is is Spot on with the fact that the, and it's kind of simplistic when you think about like what we're looking at, the, the waters are the main driving force for these tropical systems to develop. There are other factors which can inhibit their development, yeah. like winds aloft that shear them apart. But the actual building blocks of these storms starts with the warm water, and there is more than enough fuel out there, um, incredible amount of it, um, in all areas of mm. the Atlantic and the Gulf. and um, you know, uh, it's just going to take a few systems to get their act together. Also, the upper level patterns do need to shift a little bit, but all it takes is just one pattern shift where the upper level uh, atmosphere is not very active over some of these ocean waters, and then boom, you're going to have something pop up. So Yeah, it's a lot of, and the thing is with this too, is it's not the surface temperatures. It's deep, deep. warm water. It's been cooking all summer. There hasn't been any storms to get any upwelling that's, to that's really cool point. it off either. So the first couple storms that get a chance to either ride up the eastern seaboard or head into the Gulf, mm-hmm. Gulf still has temperatures, 90 degree water, um, which is disgusting, but it's deep. It's deep water, it's warm, and like you said, one pattern shift, it's only going to take, even if it shifts for just a week, it's going to open the door for something um, to spin up. And Because the storms blowing off Africa have plenty of fuel out there to really just feed themselves until they reach us uh, a couple weeks later in the uh, Atlantic coast. Yeah, that's uh, very good points to make, and uh, obviously uh, we're concerned about that here in Delmarva, the east coast here, the mid-Atlantic. For this activity, especially getting into this time of the year, late August into September, even October, those are the uh, time frames for us that we typically see some tropical development impact our area. So right now, all clear, expected to probably not stay that way very long, very much longer. And then we, of course, here locally have our own severe weather issues to deal with. Again, looking at Thursday as our next opportunity for some problems with storms coming through. So keeping an eye on it here in the Storm Center, uh, as we do, myself, meteorologist Jake Grant here. Also, we're going to introduce, by the way, next podcast, I believe we're going to have meteorologist Eric Alf on. He's our newest meteorologist to the team. He's taking over our weekend duties, and uh, you'll see him on TV. If you haven't already seen him, you'll see him again coming up for the weekend, but hope to be able to have him on and uh, introduce him to everybody across the area. But thanks again for downloading and streaming. Always love to hear from you, too. You can find us on the social and obviously at WMDT.com, our website, you can search for us in the weather section there and send us an email. But again, for myself and meteorologist Jake Grant, this has been another edition of WeatherWise, the podcast from the meteorologist at 47 ABC, WMDT.